Greetings, dear, dear listeners, and welcome to another episode of The Working Experience, a very warm, open-arm audio embrace and a squeeze. This episode is brought to you by my company, One Circle Media. One Circle Media is a hybrid digital agency and media content creator. We create and design apps, websites, videos, social media content, and physical products. We are artists, directors, designers, producers, coders, editors, thinkers, makers, and creators who embrace story and creativity from design, web and app development, animation, docs, features, TV shows, digital and social media content to physical products. For our clients, we create content that builds networks and audiences across multiple platforms. Check out our work at OneCircleDigital.com and OneCircleBrand.com. If you work for a network, studio, brand, startup, or corporation and are looking for a partner to create media that will build, engage, and entertain, reach out to me at John at OneCircleMedia.com. I'd love to hear from you. This episode is also brought to you by an app that I created called Still Believe. Still Believe transforms a picture in your home into video proof of your child's favorite magical characters. With the app, parents can catch the magic of the tooth fairy, leaving money under their children's pillow or Santa delivering presents on Christmas Eve in their home. You download the app, take a picture, and we create the magic. We utilize feature film visual effects artists to transform your picture into video. Just tell your kids that you have a special app that can detect and capture the tooth fairy then present them with the video proof in the morning. The look on their faces is priceless. Your Still Believe video is created in minutes, and you can then save it to your phone and share it on social media. The app is available for the iPhone and Android, and it's free to download. Our aim is to bring joy and wonder into the hearts of children around the world. Check it out at stillbelieve.co. Thanks, everyone, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Working Experience. The working experience. Route 93 North is almost at a standstill. It's a rough one out there this morning. Snow and sleet. There is no service on Stand the- clear of the closing doors, please. Uh, yeah, folks, we're going to be a few minutes. We have train traffic ahead of us. We should be moving shortly. John, we need that report ASAP. Where are we on that presentation? And HR wants to see you. Did you return that email yet? We have a team meeting at 10. To stay late, Bob. Teamwork makes the dream work. They're moving in a different and after the meeting, we'll have a breakout session. Who ate my Where are my hot pockets? This microwave is disgusting. Oh, God, what's that? He was wow. moving his Sexual toenails at his desk. I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. I can't. All right, hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Working Experience Podcast. This is Maddie Kay. And John, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm sipping a cup of coffee. I, I ground up. My Jamaican Blue Mountain coffee beans this morning. Put them in the French press. Pour. Just, just high maintenance all around, I Maddie can't, K. I, you know what I do? I go to school, I go to work, and I, I, uh, I'm the coffee douche. When, pe- when I see people using like the regular Keurig pods, I'm like, <laughs> I use my own Keurig pod because it's more environmentally sound. And then I go into my coffee spiel, and they're just like, oh my god, not this again. Yeah, my, my go-to move with the coffee uh, douchebaggery is to take a sip of the pot in the office and oh. then spit it out. Just yeah. 
spew and I do it every single time just and to prove a point. Talk about the acidity of their coffee versus the low acidity of my coffee in my French press. That always rivets everyone. Well, it it gets everyone on on your team. Mm-hmm. Um so it is a beautiful day out. Uh summer's coming up. So, uh, you know what happens during summer? No one really works on Fridays. So we might have to change it to it's Thursdays, mofos, for, uh, for yeah, three You know, we, we should do that for the summer. And I think ah. that just shows how weak we are as a species that you're taking Fridays off. Yeah. Friday is kind of, or people go in for a couple of hours. I mean, when I leave school, you know, we start at 730. We end at 215. Um, so like this Friday, I was out at, you know, two 30 and the it was already jam packed. And I was like, good Lord, like where all these people can't be educators. Like, I guess people just kind of, you know, summertime after, I think it's between Memorial day and labor day, uh, productivity kind of wanes. Congress really isn't in session. They go home and try to beg their constituents for their jobs back. And, uh, yeah, so we're going to have to, you know, a lot of, I mean, a lot of people too, not only just taking off Fridays, but a lot of will quote, open quotes work from home, Mm. Yeah, which I do. I do. I, on, on Fridays in the summer, invariably I'm working from home. Now, is there an exit? Like here, the Cape traffic, like to drive from my home to uh say like Brewster on Cape Cod is you know, about two hours on a Friday afternoon that's six hours yeah that's a, it's the same thing here um, on Long Island with the Hamptons it's it's pure hell uh, and it, it used to be you could escape if you were driving you could escape the city safely at about like one or two o'clock on Friday and quote unquote beat the traffic. Now you, if you leave at noon, you're still hitting traffic. It's just brutal. Yeah, I mean, I think honestly, people like take off on Thursdays now to uh, to go down. But some people wouldn't have it any other way. They have no problem sitting in traffic for six hours Friday, then they have Saturday to go out on the boat or do whatever, and then Sunday they turn around and come home. That's what they do all summer. And speaking of summer, graduations upon us. New crop of people entering the workforce. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, a new, um, a new group of of slave wages or wage slaves. Um, as we always do, and this is why most of our listeners, all of our listeners, really tune in, is to get some life advice from us. So we're going to try to do that um, during this podcast, and I think over the summer, because this is a a big transitional period for a lot of people you know for these young people they're out of school they're not going back they're 22 years old 21 22 and they're going to enter the job market so let me drop my first piece of knowledge on you all when you get into your first job kiss as much ass as humanly possible it's really the only way to get ahead Uh, yeah that can't be uh, understated you really want to get in there and you want to get in deep you don't want to just do like a light kiss. You want to <laughs> get in that crevice, really dig in there. We're not talking about a back on the cheek here. <laughs> no, no. We're talking we're, about 
deep. <laughs> yeah, deep. You want to get deep. You want to. You want to make that ass your home. You want to get all up in that ass. <laughs> okay. Yes. All up. And you're gonna. And you're gonna there. stay there for decades because <laughs> this right. is this is not just a piece of advice for the new grads oh. this is universal whether you're in your 20s 30s 40s or 50s you you want to get up and there's always a higher ass to kiss oh always. that's the big misnomer is you know oh you make it to ceo well no the ceo still got to kiss the board of directors asses they still got to kiss you know, uh, they could be going for a merger. There's there's multiple asses to kiss. Think of it this way. You're climbing the corporate ladder. There's always going to be an ass in your face. Mm. <laughs> That's up, up. Now, it could be a, a man's ass, a woman's ass, transgender, non-binary, whatever ass. There's going to be an ass. <laughs> there's going to be an ass. And okay. it, it's... In 2019, it gets a little bit dicey because the um, the ass augmentations are all the rave. So <laughs> people are getting their asses just juiced up with what do they put in there? Fat cells? Are they? Are you, do people really do that? Oh yes. Oh yeah. I mean the Kardashians, Iggy Azalea, Wait, that's Nicki not, Minaj. That's not real. No, no, that's fake. Really. Yeah, yeah, it's fake. Man, this just blew my whole spot up. That's not, that's not, you mean Kim Kardashian, that's not natural? Oh, dude, go, go, after this, after our podcast, go into Google and do before and after Kim Kardashian. Wow. It's, it's so fake. To get the dimensions and the proportions of her ass to her hips and her legs, it's just, it doesn't make sense. Look at like if you want to see, um, you for let's let's just take it for women and also too for guys. It's squats, deadlifts, um, like um, women with very very strong, not big but like well formed uh, posteriors. Instead of let's go let's yeah. go a little uh, medical, yeah. uh, you know, sprinters, yeah. uh, high jumpers, uh, pole vaulters. Um, long jump, uh, very, very, you know, because th- um, what they're doing, what they're training is they're training their their hamstrings, their back, their posterior, because they need to jump, they need to, you know, uh, they need to sprint fast. Those are natural, and that's about like as as large as you're gonna get. A Nicki Minaj, I, I don't, th- I, maybe J Lo, I think is act is is natural. But again, don't quote me. But definitely, Kim Kardashian is. Now, I mean, is this like, like medically if you, if, confirmed, or is this like a rumor? No, this is this is medically confirmed. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, yeah. there. So, if Kim Kardashian was your boss, you'd have a <laughs> whole lot of ass to kiss. I mean, oh. you to get up in that. No, <laughs> that's years of work. Years. Or Nicki Minaj. Well, Jesus. Kim Kardashian had to kiss. Uh, Paris Hilton's ass for many years, you know. So yeah, but you that see... was a tiny ass. That but, well, but I mean, what I'm saying is, you see the progression. Like she kissed Paris Hilton's ass for years. Now she's up the rung, but you know, she still has to kind of kiss her audience's ass to keep on in her Instagram fame and and all of that. So, so let me just bottom line it for everybody. 
You got to kiss some ass. There you go. That's kiss, it. Kiss an ass. Yeah. Uh, first question when you come in, hey, how do you take your coffee? You know, throw that out there. Hey, can I run and get anybody for anything from Dunkin' Donuts? Or try the old, what's the earliest I can get in here? You know, what's the latest I can stay? Yeah. <laughs> I always love yeah, that. When do, when do the lights come on? The over-eager. You know, <laughs> if you play your cards right, eventually you'll be having your ass kissed. Right. And that's when you can get the the injections, get that big old ass, this big <laughs> round ass, a big target for someone to kiss. <laughs> Do they get Botox injections? Is that the deal or something? You know, I, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's Botox because um, I think Botox is uh, like it's. I think a lot of people get Botox for their face to hide the wrinkles. Yeah. I think these are like legitimate, like fat injections. Wow! wow. Directly into your ass. All like right. it's not a like a firm, muscly ass. What's what a what an ass should be? It should be, a, you know, a not a, a, um. It should be muscle, not just this deposit of fat. Well, mine. I, I know that. I mean, I, I I would use the analogy for me a bag of ricotta cheese. <laughs> yes. Yes. A plastic bag of ricotta cheese. How do you like that? Yeah, that, that's and the bag is not sturdy. No, it's no. it's no. a weathered bag. Right, exactly, exactly. It looks like uh, it looks like it's been kneaded like dough, you know, for a long time. All um, right, so so that's one piece of advice. Yeah, Another ass. piece of advice, you know, as you're heading into the workforce, is I would say don't buy into the hustle you you know you have to you have to you know you have to make an impression like matt said you have to kiss some ass but don't go in this is you're entering a marathon this is not a sprint you know if you're if you start clocking 20 hour days you're gonna burn out really quickly not if you do adderall and cocaine no, that's uh, that's a that's the asterisk at the end of that here's statement. A, here's another piece of advice for everyone: if you want to work harder, do Adderall and cocaine. There you go. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. See what happens. That, that is... will that will work for ever the... forever. <laughs> that will work. you you can't do that. You can't sustain that for years. No, there's no downside to it. Adderall, cocaine. There you go. That's I just unlocked the key to success right there. We don't need all these self-help books and all that crap. See, the thing is you work hard, right? So you can make more money, so you can buy more cocaine, so you can keep working hard, so you can make more money, so you can buy more cocaine. See, it's a wonderful cycle you can get into. It's beautiful. And then you Simple. and then you play hard. Right. And you then don't, you you don't don't read yeah, you know, don't read any books. No. Yeah. You you just you go hard in the paint. 24 7 hard in the paint that's my next that's the title of my next self-help seminar hard in the paint you like that i love it hard in the paint paint. hard in the paint with maddie k here we go hard in the paint people like what's the paint i'm like i don't know it's the paint (laughs) the paint is is well, well the term the term is a basketball you know basketball is where the the paint is like 
you know, right under the right under the basket, right? Yeah. And you can't just like hang out there. You get like a three second or five second roll, but in life, the paint is anywhere you place your foot on this earth. So you're yeah. going hard everywhere. <laughs> hard in the paint. I'm gonna write that one down. That's a good one. Hard in the paint. Well, and if you, um, you know, do all that cocaine and Adderall. You work hard for about 20 years and you drop dead of a massive heart attack at the age of 45 and and your wife you your wife's happy because she collects the money and she doesn't have to deal with you anymore of course she's probably divorced you by that well you, you probably have two ex-wives at least i would say at, at least but you if you're dropped dead at 45 you don't have to live into your 70s and yeah, 80s you're done you you've you've essentially won yeah um so, uh, let's see, you know, it's funny cause I opened up this article before we started the podcast about, um, the meritocracy myth, why success is more complicated than you think. And it is by a gentleman whose last name is Awosika, A-W-O-S-I-K-A. I, I'm probably massacring. He's talking about Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates and, you know, Warren Buffett and so forth. And he says, um, you can't take... Now, of course, he writes self-help articles and then asks himself, so why the hell am I writing self-help articles? I I basically take from this that there's no one-size-fits-all and that he says for every Jeff Bezos, you know, who's worth $1.5 billion or no, $105 billion. There's a lot of Jeff Bezos who didn't make it, you know, who are not successful. Of course, success. I'm, I was thinking about this, 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 this morning is all relative. I mean, if you're making $2 million a year, you know, to a lot of people, you're very successful, but next to Jeff Bezos, you're a raving failure. Because you're oh yeah it's it's all it's all context. So he makes the the good point that you know what worked for one single person might not work the exact way for you, and I think that that is like there are these books that have been around for years, the Seven Habits of Highly Successful People, and I think Dale Carnegie had a, you know he had a whole course on how to be successful, but you know the problem is like there is no like. It's, it's not the same for everybody. And, and if people kind of think if they do A, B, C, and D, then they'll be successful. Because that, that's simple. But, you know, it, and it says what has worked for a large number of, number of people across time has a better chance of working for you, e.g. working hard. Like, again, we've talked about this a lot. That's the one that people tend to ignore. Um, often the traits associated with how people react to situations are valid. Grit, persistence, and a positive attitude. But, you know, those are very general categories. And, um, yeah, you know, you just, there, there is no... So while we're sitting here joking around about advice for graduates, it's like, I don't, you know, there's really not a whole lot to tell people beyond, you know, work hard and try to make good connections at work and things like hey, that. Sometimes you do have man, to kiss a little ass. Matt, that's not going to sell books, yeah, namely true. your hard in the paint book, where you're going <laughs> to you're going to tell everyone that this is exactly what you have to follow. So they're going to have to buy the book for like thirty or forty dollars. It's going to be some obscene list price, 
and the book is just going to be blabber. It's going to be 150 pages Pablum. of a pitch Pablum. to get your $10,000 <laughs> e-course. Exactly. Exactly. There's hard, no advice in, the paint. in there. <laughs> There's no, no advice. No, There's none. nothing. It's no. all an upsell to your e-course. Well, see, what it is, it's repackaged advice I've read off of Instagram. So oh, I yeah. just sort of... And, th- and that's that stuff is priceless. You know what I would equate my self-help advice to, my advice for getting ahead? It's to microwaved McDonald's french fries. That's what Whoa. my advice is like. <laughs> McDonald's french fries taste delicious in McDonald's. About 15 minutes later, they are horrible. So that's mine is all just warmed over, repackaged, repurposed crap that you could read yeah. off of Instagram you're, for free. Your your everything that you produce is akin to McDonald's French fries that are two days old. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. There, there, there's no there's no recovering from it. You can't microwave it. You can't put it in the oven. It's repackaged, repurposed crap. So there you go. <laughs> well, the, the other the other piece of advice I'd have for uh, new grads is always be taking notes, always. Yeah. No matter what, just anyone, everyone, you're, you're in a group, five people are speaking, take notes, to just furiously taking notes, scribbling down notes, nodding, eye contact. Yeah. Doesn't matter if you retain what they're saying. No. It's just going to let that other person know of their importance again you're and this is a subtle way of kissing their ass you're stroking their ego oh totally this is going to go a long way totally and don't worry about making friends at work it's besides the point you're there to win the prize well you're always your mentality is always winning your friendships should be strategic you know i mean if somebody can you're always looking Always looking to what can you get out, not put in. No, like figure out who to buy rounds of drinks for at the bar afterwards. Figure out if they like golf or they like boating or something like that. You know, the, you ever watch the show Veep with uh, Juliet Louise Dreyfus? Yeah, yeah, it's, br- it's brilliant. Oh, I love it. And there's that that intern. He's not an intern. He's uh, he's one of the younger guys with black hair. I can't remember his name, but he's like, he has a, he has a female equivalent, the woman with blonde hair. They're both these like hyperactive type A personalities. And at one point he's her campaign manager. And then he has like a nervous breakdown because he he drinks like eight Red Bulls or something and (laughs) totally loses his shit. And, uh, but he was trying to kiss somebody's ass above him and the guy's really into boating. And then the, the younger guy is like, oh yeah. You know, I have this, like, boat. My dad had one, had these twin outboard, you know, engines. And the guy looks at him, he's like, power boating? And he's like, no, I sail. And it, it just, it goes totally 180. Like, it totally falls flat trying to kiss his ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, exactly, exactly. Like, but he just needs to tweak his technique. You know, he needs to, like, you got to be the sycophant. You got to figure out what your boss is into and then you're into it. Not because you like it or have any interest no. in it at all. You no. just want to, no. you know, kiss it. Like you're golf. Just, you're, again, you're just kissing ass. Hasn't, hasn't that, that's been the thing with golf for decades, hasn't it? Like you want to get out on the golf course with your boss. 
Mm. You want to you want to hit the links, yeah, so you can get some uh, quality FaceTime with the old boss. Someone said like he I, I I hate I always hate to say someone said, but I just heard somewhere that many very important deals, most important deals, were done on the golf course, not in the office, because it was like that's your sort of intimate contact with somebody. So if you really want to like get somebody's ear. Get out on the now. You gotta you gotta be very careful. You have to talk about golf. You have to talk about what you're doing. You have to talk about. You gotta dance around it a lot. Otherwise, well, you can you can pepper in there some racist jokes. You know, <laughs> you know, cra- crapping on you know people, making fun of the caddies. You know, yeah. And and then you then you you ink the multi million dollar deal. The old the old fat cats laughing it up. Do they uh, do they make fun of the caddies? Oh yeah, yeah. I was a caddy for over ten years. I worked on a golf course. Yeah, so yeah. It, it, I mean, it's complete debauchery out there. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I, now it's like you know, membership of country clubs is declining. A lot of millennials don't have the money or the time, so it's it's kind of a dying, uh, a dying sport. Were there a lot of women out there playing golf? Uh, women were only allowed to play on Ladies' Day. Oh my god! Which was god. a Tuesday <laughs> afternoon. Uh, really? Oh yeah, I'm dead serious. This, yeah. this and, was exclusively male. No, it was. It was your. You know, your wife could play. I don't know if a, a woman could become a member by herself. That may have changed. Um, but this was, and then the course down the road was the men's club. That there was no women allowed. Zero. You, uh, in fact, if um, a wife was going to pick up her husband, she had to wait in the car. She couldn't go into the um, to the clubhouse. There's a, a very famous story where a a woman was a wife was picking her husband up. She pulled up front. She got out of the car to see where he was, and she passed out in the driveway. So instead of bringing her in the club to see if, you know, everything was all right for an ambulance to come, they went into the club and brought out a couch, put the couch on the driveway, and then laid her on the couch. Oh, my God. Wait, and this is like late 80s, early 90s, right? Oh, this was, yeah, this was, uh, yeah, this was mid-90s. I'm amazed there was no, like, lawsuit about this. You know, like, uh, like... Yeah, no, I don't know if that's still the case. It's still the men's club, but I, I, I don't know if they're... If maybe women now are allowed in the clubhouse, I know they can't be members. They still can't play. Wow. See, I I thought somebody definitely would have pressed a lawsuit over that. I mean, uh, no, I mean, golf is, you know, the whole thing with like Tiger Woods. This is also back in the 90s where, you know, he was stepping foot in clubhouses that, you know, an African-American had never stepped foot in. Yeah, I guess golf is one of those old old boy white boy bastions yeah left, yeah all male i just didn't think they could get away with all male institutions anymore it, it may have i mean this is going back you know 15 20 years so it, it most likely has changed well i was gonna say usually those things stay the same until somebody sues like a woman wants to join she sues and they have no basis to keep it going I mean, maybe women are just not that interested and they really don't care. So I don't know. But really, so they used to dump on the caddies out there? 
Yeah, they, like, yeah, they would. Would they make fun of you to your face? Um, no, but you you would over you know, you would overhear stuff, and the, not not everybody. The vast majority of the guys were you know had were working class guys had worked in service and were caddies themselves and were very good. Right. It was the the new rich or the old rich that were just complete idiots and assholes to you. Wow. I guess that shouldn't be any surprise. I, <laughs> I don't know why. It's just the, the all-male thing kind of got me. That That's really uh, kind of weird. But um, who wants to hang around with all guys? I don't really understand that mentality. But in any event. Uh, so some other advice he says here. The short answer is that it's really risky to work hard because if you fail, you can no longer say you failed because you didn't work hard. It's a far more psychologically dangerous... It's far more psychologically dangerous and difficult to prepare for a task than not to prepare. So that's why I don't work hard, because then I can always fall back on that excuse that I didn't really try. So that's why I failed. It's good. Yeah, it's, it's a good avoidance strategy. However, let me, let me say this. Uh, always tell people in your job, and even outside of your job, how hard you work. Be like, oh, always. man, I was always. in, so, you know, or I, you know, I brought this home, I was working on it. It's, and it's not that hard to kind of make it look like you did stuff. Like, if you go home, I'm, I know PowerPoints are very passe, but if, uh, if you go home and you just spend, like, literally a half hour putting together some half-assed PowerPoint, it really looks like you did something. You know, like you, oh, you yeah. put some work in. Your, oh. f- your first response should be is, like, How's everything going? Busy, oh, busy. hard work. Oh, busy. man. <laughs> busy. That really is a mantra. Like, people love it is. telling you not only how busy they are at work, but I remember I was at a mutual friend's Christmas party, and there were these people there, one of whom I remember was, was bragging that she and her husband were booked for the next four weekends, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. She just said, we are booked solid we have no to and and for her this was like bragging rights and i thought that sounds like a nightmare that sounds like an utter nightmare and we were that young sounds, that sounds like you're in prison yes and you're being told what you have to do right and bragging about it but in any event tell everybody how jam-packed your weekend was you get back to work on monday you're exhausted but you're powering through oh you'll power, love this power through it you're like running a ultra marathon of like 500 miles and on mile five you've broken your femur you've broken your leg and you're still gonna finish and you have to remind everybody at every step at how painful it is but you're pushing through speaking of which we were talking before we started the podcast about people who i find i mean i have friends who do it but whatever i'll throw them under the bus I find it kind of obnoxious when people, they, on your smartphone, you can get an app called Map My Run, which I, I got, but I don't like running with my phone. I just find it incredibly awkward. Like, I, I got one of those things to, like, put it in and you strap it around your arm, but it, it was very, it, Well, you got to get the, uh, you got to get an Apple Watch or a Fitbit, and then you don't have to run and it'll still track your, uh, your distance and your cadence and your footsteps. Well, no, see, now I have a Garmin and the Garmin's wonderful. Okay. I love okay. it. But my point was that people would get Matt my run and then you could link that to your Facebook account. 
So now everyone knows that you ran five miles that morning and this was your pace and this was how many calories you burned. And like, good Lord, does everybody have to know this? <laughs> like, why, why does everyone have to know that? Why can't the runner just know it? Like, hey, I ran six miles this morning and here was my pace and it was a little better than my pace last time. Hey, and... every everyone's broadcasting the brand of themselves, Jesus. Matt. Get on the bandwagon. What yeah. I like to do is I go out and like <clears throat> power through five miles, maybe at like a seven-minute pace. And then before I post it to Instagram or Facebook, I go in and Photoshop that number. So it's 430 pace. And then people are giving me likes. They're like, how did you keep up at like a mar- a ultra marathon winning pace for five miles? I was like, hard work, baby. Grit. Hard work. Grit. Grit. Yeah. And lying. That's and lying. <laughs> and cheating. Cheating. Oh, a- another piece of advice for our, our recent graduates, don't be afraid to lie. Just lie. Or cheat. Cheat. Throw, throw someone under the bus. I don't care. Yeah, whatever you got to do. I don't know. People talk, you know, people worry so much about students cheating and what. It's like, I don't give a shit. Go ahead and cheat. You gotta, when, you're, <laughs> when you go into that, that corporate job, you got to leave the morals at the door. Do not bring them inside. Nobody you has will lose any time or patience for any of that crap. And we, no we really introspection. Do not look at, you know, don't try to analyze what you're doing. Just do it. Okay, let me tell you something. If you analyze what you're doing, you're going to steer your car into oncoming traffic on the way home. So don't do that. All right? You, you, just, could, you could end up in a mental institution. Tunnel too. vision. Tunnel vision Tunnel is vision. what you want to have. You know what I heard? These two kids uh, who are graduating high school, they um, and both going to college, you know, and smart they smart kids. They went to some orientation. They had both done uh, the <clears throat> business program at the high school where they they put together presentations, marketing, things like that. Kids who are interested in pursuing business, a business degree when they go to college. And they said, yeah, we went to this orientation, this three-hour orientation, and two hours of it was a PowerPoint. <laughs> and I thought, oh. buddy, strap in for the next 50 years of your life, yeah, okay? You're, you're getting a taste. There you're it is. A little taste. Yeah, all this stuff that you did, going to Atlanta, they went to Orlando, did... Okay, that's great and everything, but that's not what it is, okay? That is oh, no, not and, it. And if you do travel... You're gonna you're gonna get on you know you're gonna leave the office and you're gonna have forty minutes to get to the airport check in hope you don't miss your flight get jammed into a seat fly to some city that you're not gonna see uh, go to an, a faceless office building attend a bunch of meetings then fly back at night sleep on the plane and then you're gonna have to get up the next morning and go to work that's <laughs> that's business travel. Yeah, what about time in the pool? Do mm. the pool? Is there an all-you-can-eat buffet involved? Anything like no, that? No, no, none of that. None of that no good stuff. all-you-can-eat buffet? I need the all-you-can-eat buffet when I travel. Well, yeah, I felt like telling these kids, see, that's what you're seeing if you can endure. <laughs> it's a two-hour PowerPoint plus whatever other jumble. Like, I, told, I, I talked in this podcast. We went to this, and it was only like a half hour of listening to our health insurance provider, Harvard Pilgrim, come and give us a presentation. And it was like the most painful thing for everyone. 
for the pe- the people giving the presentation looked like they wanted to stick their head in an oven. We're sitting there. Everybody's on their phones. No one's paying any attention to this. They've spent, I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of dollars printing out all these catalogs and these tchotchkes and these freaking, all this ridiculousness. And no one cares. It's just all for naught. It's all nothing. <laughs> but... Hey, you I see. Fill I the just hours. love to see someone break in that situation. Just, just come out and just give give you the truth, level with you. Yeah, like, we you don't know, care about job. you. Yeah, we don't care. We about don't care you. about you. We've just wasted the past four weeks creating this stuff, and there is no one paying attention. No to one it. pays attention. No one cares. And let me tell you, if you do get sick. We're going to try everything possible to not pay for it. Okay? That's right. our bottom line because that's how right. we make you money. Guys, you guys keep on paying the premiums. Yep. But yep. if something bad happens, oh, we're going to look at the 100-page legal document that you signed <laughs> right. and find the loophole right. that will allow us not to cover the condition that's going to kill you. Right. Okay, everyone. Now let's break for donuts. <laughs> right. It, well, that would only take about five minutes. Give me the lowdown. Right. That's, that's truth. That's Done. what it is. Done. See, the longer something takes to tell, the less truth there is in it. Because the truth is very simple. But when you have to sugarcoat it, you have to paint all this. Like, they kept telling us that they're not our health insurance provider. They're our partners in our wellness. This is what they had come up with. Yeah. And there's everyone, there's an opportunity here for us all to be healthy together. Right. And we want to partner with you. Now, when you get cancer, which statistically about, you know, four four people in this room will get cancer. Statistically. Yep. We're not going to be there for you. No. We're, no. we're, that's when we drop the ball. You're, we only want to deal with the healthy people. Well, and, and whatever energy you've spent on your therapy and the emotional drain of it, we're going to take up the rest by making you fill out endless documents to force us to live up to our end of the bargain. So you have that to look forward to. And, yeah, and you're going to meet our legal team right at your at your bedside if you gonna, make a mistake. We're going to try to prove that some of this is your fault. See, so <laughs> that's yeah. Sorry, everyone. Not to not that's, to be too that, cynical. That's the cherry but, on top of the cake, everyone. Right. This is your fault. That's what we're going to try to figure out here is how to blame you for this. So uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, so for the new crop of graduates, uh, <laughs> painting a rosy picture for you there. So let's recap: kiss ass, lie. Uh, take the boss out for drinks or your manager or whoever. Whoever you can figure out is a strategic, not friend, but partnership. You can sort of forge with people. And um, I'll just add, I'll end with this. Uh, our good friend Tony, his uh, younger brother Matt, did a couple of podcasts. And um, Matt works for a large, the largest insurance conglomerate in the world, I believe, and uh, based out of Connecticut. And he, one of his coworkers dropped dead in the office uh, at the age of 30-something. He had an aneurysm. And another guy dropped dead as well. He was older. He had a heart attack. And he said he was going through, I think it was the older guy. They had to clean out all of his stuff. 
This is this is so depressing for the new grads. Well, you want to do you? you, you what do you want? Do, what do you want? A freaking happy, happy get, smile, huh? No, this is it. This is this everyone is the get the get the cocaine and Adderall ready. Harden this, the pain. The second part of this story. Go ahead. I want to. I want to hear. So he goes through the guy's belongings. So what does Matt, he find? So Matt and another guy are tasked with. Like, literally, the guy's dead. He drops dead. A day later, they're cleaning out his office. <laughs> right? <laughs> what? Yeah. What? What? The humanity has been lost. Oh, they don't care. I mean, I read something where it just said, like, uh, something. It was, like, about leaving your job. And it said, you know, after you die, they're going to be, they're going to post your job quicker than they write your obituary. Like, your job, yeah. it's already on, they're already looking for somebody to fill your spot. So what he found was thousands and thousands of these memos that this guy had written to himself. Oh. That he then filed. He would sit and write me- uh, sort of reminders of things and whatnot, and, and he would file them. And And Matt said he went through the first, like, quarter of them and then realized what they were. And then just dumped them all in the garbage. Like, oh. here, here's your life, pal. Here it is yeah. in the incinerator. Here, here are all your thoughts and memories, and, and we're going we're gonna to send them to the shredder. Pack they didn't give them to his wife? Well, they were professional memos. They were just like, you know, memos about work. But for some oh, reason, oh, oh. he would print them out, and he would file them. And he had thousands of them. And then they were wow. sent to the shredder. And all of his other personal effects were packed up into a cardboard box, I guess sent home, and that was it. Then somebody new is in that cubicle, and and, and Steve's here. Steve's starting tomorrow morning. Hey, yeah. Steve, Let's you're sitting Steve in a the... dead guy's desk. He <laughs> dropped dead on Wednesday, and you're here on Friday. Here we go. Strap in, buddy. <laughs> Strap. <laughs> but here's the good news: we get donuts in every Friday morning. How do you like that? Glazed, chocolate. Yeah, whatever you like. Sprinkles. Yep. Sprinkle. You like sprinkles, Steve? <laughs> we got them. Hey, we're looking forward to a very long partnership with you, buddy boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's his chair. We're going to try to get you a new chair because he did die yeah. in that chair. So we'll get you a new chair. <clears throat> we, we, we're gonna, we, we've put in an order for a new chair. Whether we're going to get it or not, yeah. eh, it's yeah, a little it's, dicey. It's a little dicey. All right, folks. Well, and, and, you know, hey. and, and I think he uh, and the, the, would be great as if he shit himself. You know, he like <laughs> right. shit himself in the chair, and then you got to sit in the chair. We're gonna have to get human resources on that, Steve. Uh, all right, everybody. Well, right. enjoy this wonderful graduation weekend. Enjoy the summer, because I remember when the night I graduated from Fordham, we were staying in a hotel in like Mamaroneck or something like that, and. Uh, I remember lying there thinking like, oh my God, I have to go get a job. Like, I'm not going back to school anymore. That was a very frightening experience. You yeah, know? It, it is It is a little bit, it's scary. Yeah. But uh, if you follow our advice. Which is nothing. You're, you're in the Has clear. there been any advice? I don't remember. What did we say? Kiss ass and No, there, there, there was, I think there was like sarcasm and jokes and just. Yeah, your golf Unaccountability <laughs> and <laughs> golf and stories. There was no advice. I was going to tell but you. But you know what? You know why there's no advice? Because you got to wait for. Uh, wait, what, what's, what's your book again? 
Harden the paint. Harden the paint. You got to wait <laughs> for paint, harden baby. the paint to come out, and ah. then the the um, the seminar match courses. Yeah, the courses. That that's when you're going to get the real hard advice, but hey. that's going to cost a little bit of money. Hey, you're not paying me fifteen hundred dollars. You're paying yourself fifteen hundred dollars. You're investing in your future. It's, it's actually not. You're not spending. It's an investment. It's that fifteen hundred. Is going to turn into 1.5 million. How does that sound? How do you like, you like this? That? I'm going to twist that word fee. I'm get, all I'm asking you to do is invest fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> that makes it sound yeah, like right. you're investing in a business or something. You're in, you're investing. <laughs> you're getting shares in yourself. Shares, How do you like that? Shares in yourself. How do you like that? All right, everybody, enjoy and don't worry. It's not that bad. <laughs> it's not that bad. Yeah, it's not, it's not that bad as you'd laugh. This evil laugh. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of The Working Experience. We'd like to thank our sponsors, One Circle Media and the Still Believe app, the only app that delivers video proof of the Tooth Fairy and Santa by simply taking a picture. Download the app at stillbelieve.co today and amaze your kids. And if you work for a studio, network, startup, or corporation and are looking for a partner to create media that will build, engage, and entertain your audience, reach out to me at john at onecirclemedia.com. I would love to hear from you. And that's it. The end. The sweet end. Until our next audio encounter.